And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Welcome to yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I am Lauren Conaway, your host, and we are here first and foremost, to talk to you a little bit about uh, Full Scale. They are today's episode sponsor. Full Scale is here for you if you are ready to build a software team quickly and affordably. Um, they, they just offer a whole bunch of really cool services and I've worked with them. I know a bunch of people who've worked with them and they do a really fantastic job, you know, offering software solutions and all kinds of stuff. So, so we love Full Scale around here and uh, really excited for today's guest, um, because we're going to be talking about something that I personally don't think gets enough play in the media, but we're going to be talking about cannabis. And we have with us today, Heather Steppe, who is co-founder and CMO for Casey Hemp Co. So we're going to be, we're going to be talking about some fun stuff, I think, but welcome, 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 Heather. We are so glad to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. And I'm going to start with the base question. So, so tell us this, what, what is cannabis? Cannabis is essentially, and there's some of that. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's the idea of the entire industry surrounding one plant. Isn't that crazy? There's a whole industry. One plant. And what plant is that, Heather? What the plant is that? Plant. <laughs> <laughs> But the cool thing about the cannabis, if you will, is it incorporates more than just what you would think when you talk think of cannabis, right? I mean, it incorporates yeah. the hemp industry, it incorporates um, industrial hemp, you know, building materials, CBD, THC, you know, flour from a dispensary. Um, but it also incorporates a ton of ancillary businesses, so security, um, banking, yeah. uh, these different pieces to this business that you you sometimes don't don't think about. Yeah. Well, and I guess I, I had never really thought about that, but I know that uh, here in KC, like we have a law firm and, or an accounting firm that they focus specifically on cannabis because they're, I mean, you have to be pretty, pretty up on your, your knowledge in order to be involved in this industry because there are so many regulations and it's so highly monitored, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's two sides to that coin though. I mean, you have the marijuana specific industry that is highly regulated. Um, yeah. The laws change state to state. So staying up on all of that information is very important. But then you have the other side of that, which in the hemp industry or the CBD world, which is what we are currently in, there are no regulations. So it is just this wild, wild west free for all gotcha. issue. So you have one end that's highly regulated, another end that is not and both of them come with their own sets of issues. Well, and so I want to talk to you a, a little bit more about that later. But first things first, what I really want to ask you is how did you get involved in, in, in this industry? Yeah, so uh, I've been a longtime proponent of cannabis. 
a longtime advocate of the plant, of the therapy. Um, and getting into it was, was pretty simple. Uh, my husband and I actually, we had started using CBD products um, here locally. And what we were finding was there was a complete inconsistency in between products. So it was working great, but nothing was consistent. It, it was all over the board. And that was when we knew we wanted to come in and bring a consistent, organic, just high-end product to the people in Kansas City. Um, when we started our business, the CBD business was not like it is now. <laughs> there, yeah. there were no stores. There was one store. Um, and then we were we were really early on that wave. So you know, we, we kind of came into it without realizing that it was going to be this huge booming business. We came into it to specifically provide a health alternative for people. Yeah. So how does the, the product that you put out stack up against some of the other things that are some of the other products that are out in the market? Cause you, you know, you just said that there, there's a wild inconsistencies yeah. in what's put out there. So what does, what does your product look like? Um, so our product is a bit on the higher end. Um, it is a very, very clean product. We use only certified organic products. We have certified organic hemp that goes through a certified organic extraction process, and then we manufacture it in a USDA certified organic facility. So clean is really what we're going for. Um, when you know, Typically when people are using holistic alternatives to medicine, it's because they don't want all the crap, right? Yeah. So we're just trying to provide a very clean product um, just a, a safe product, something that people can take and they don't feel like, yeah, I don't know what's in this <laughs> type yeah. of situation. So, so we really just try to provide a pure, clean and trusted product. We are a completely transparent company. We offer lab testing on all of our products. So you can go online and look and see exactly what is in your bottle of CBD. Okay. And so, so talk to us about the benefits of CBD and CBD oils. Oh gosh, I mean, the list is long. But um, CBD specifically has the potential to help with anxieties, depression, um, pains, inflammation. The yeah. cool thing about the cannabis plant in general, and not just CBD, but the entire plant, is we have a system in our body that specifically works with it. It's called our endocannabinoid system. I mean, so we are quite literally, you know, evolved to have cannabinoids in our life. And those are the pieces and components that come from the cannabis plant. Yeah. So we are using cannabis, whether it's THC, CBD, or the hundreds of other cannabinoids that exist within the plant. Yeah. The body is responding and interacting with that. And it allows our body to create a balance and a set of homeostasis throughout the body. So you're doing yourself good when you're ingesting cannabinoids. It's yeah. not about the high. There's actual therapy <laughs> going on within your body. Yeah, and for you folks listening at home, you just got scienced. Yes, so, <laughs> morning. Uh, so, well, so that that is awesome. Um, do you have any clients or, or people that you you talk to who use these products on a regular basis who experience like? Re Can you give us some success stories, basically? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, one of our favorite stories is about a little girl named Katie, and she has autism. Mm -hmm. she, um, didn't really eat very many different types of foods, just, you, you know, those, those behaviors that kind of come along with being on the spectrum, just very specific, you know, didn't talk very much, really intense social anxiety. So she started using a product that we were carrying a couple years ago now, and, uh, it has completely changed her life. Her dad, we still, she still uses it. He contacts us on a regular basis and talks to us about it, but she's 
eating a lot more foods. She's sleeping through the night. She is kind of just blossoming into being herself, you know, and not oh. being limited by her disabilities. And so th that's my favorite story. That that is awesome, and I I mean I think I remember right when you know specifically CBD, but like hemp and all of these different derivatives of the the marijuana plant kind of started coming to uh, I guess the public consciousness. And I remember reading about a kid who had seizures um, and started to receive doses of some you know some some strain or some kind of of, of product. And I just remember being so impressed because you know I, I think here in America, like one of our, our significant societal problems is the opioid crisis. And we keep hearing about the opioid crisis. And so I think one of the ills that your, your industry is speaking to is how do we decrease our dependence on opioids and increase our, our use of these all natural, you know, something that our body knows how to, to handle and, and digest and to create to, or I guess, to foster good health. Absolutely. So that's, that's awesome. Um, so, so talk to us a little bit more about, about your personal journey. I'm, I'm really interested. You know, you said that you'd always kind of been interested in, um, in, in these products and, and things like that. But I'm just curious as to what kind of got you rocking and rolling personally, like you, Heather, um, in this work. Yeah. So uh, my cannabis use dates back very far. Um, I had actually been self-medicating with, I, I suffer from ADHD. Yeah. And so I had been self-medicating for a long time, not realizing that I was self-medicating with cannabis. Yeah. Um, but you know, after I had my kids and I was in school full time and just all of these different components, uh, I kind of got back into that world. And I, I started in with the CBD and I had been on Adderall for eight years. Um, I was definitely addicted to it. It had gotten past the point of using it as a therapy, um, which happens frequently, especially yeah. people that are on, you know, a meth-based product is essentially what it is. So right. I came off that um, when I met my husband. He was really into yoga and natural health and wellness, and boy, did he reel me in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so inspiring. That's, that's Kyle, right? That is Kyle, yes. So we run the business together now. Um, yeah. We started our CB CBD journey together. And being able to use a product that can help with my ADHD, that was helping with my depression and anxiety, it was massive. It was huge. It, I mean, it completely changed my life. Yeah. Uh, same with my husband. He had depression really bad and was using it for his depression and anxiety. And um, we had gotten, my son specifically, he definitely has the ADHD gene for me. So once we started using the products, realized it was safe, you know, there still wasn't a lot of attention on them yet. So we didn't know. But once we started using them, then we started giving them to my son. And that was when the teacher called and was like, whatever you're doing, just continue doing it. Yeah. I mean, it really has impacted everybody in our family. And so getting into the business just came as a second nature. I knew I needed to be able to provide this product to other people. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. And and what a, what a testament. Like, I think that sometimes the best entrepreneurs, the best marketers, the best founders are those who answered the call to solve a problem that they personally experienced. Because now you can kind of go out and you can, you can speak from your own personal insight. Like, Absolutely. this is my experience of how the, of, of, you know, this, this product now go forth and try it for yourself and see how it benefits your life. That's, that's awesome. Absolutely. 
So I think I, I'm I'm super interested, and I think you're going to be you know pretty what pretty well positioned to talk about that because you and I have had conversations about this before. We have talked about the fact that sometimes people don't understand your industry. And sometimes that leads people to, um, I guess, malign or, you know, have a, a negative feeling around what you do. I mean, I think we all have the, you know, that that picture of our heads that society placed there of like the pothead is like a lazy stoner eating everything in sight, you know, and, and that's not really, that's not what you're doing here. You're, you're actually promoting health. And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Like, what has it been like to talk to customers and stakeholders and potential fans and brand advocates and kind of not only have to sell them on a product, but sell them on an idea behind a product? Like, what has that been like? It's been interesting. Yeah. Um, it, it really all just comes down to education. You know, like you said, we've been conditioned to associate cannabis with this lazy, no good stoner. And that yeah. is so far from the truth. And Kyle and I are very um, involved in advocacy, patient advocacy in Kansas specifically, to bring a medical marijuana program here. And in dealing with some of the people that we've had the pleasure of meeting and seeing how cannabis, it's not a ruse to get high. Yeah. Using it so that they can function. Um, you know, there's a man out in Fredonia right now who's going through a massive, massive port issue because he was growing a plant and using it to help his seizures that pharmaceuticals wouldn't touch. Yeah. So there is a whole other side to this industry. Yes. People have been getting high for millennia, <laughs> uh, right. but it's, it is so much more than that. And taking the time to educate people is something that Kyle and I have put a lot of, you know, weight to because yeah. you have people who have been fear mongered their entire life you know, this devil's lettuce, it's going to ruin your life and all, all, whatever else, you know, reefer madness yeah. stuff. Um, but once you sit down, I, this is what I have found. Once you actually sit down with people, especially the ones that look down on the industry and you educate them and you talk to them and you provide them with stats and you yeah. provide them with definitions and really break down what the plant is, what it does and how it can help, their, their entire mindset has changed. Right. So being able to replicate that on a larger scale is difficult, but not impossible. And it's how this industry has made so much headway in the last, you know, decade, really. Yeah. The states all over the country, Kansas not being one of them working on that. But you see states all over the country who are opening up to this idea like, oh, yeah. So if we just allow people to use cannabis, crime rates don't go up. Right. This goes down. You know, anytime you bring something out of the darkness, out of the shadows and shine a light on it, you, you provide so much more benefit and education to people. I mean, that's, that's just what we're trying to do. We're trying to shine a light where it needs yeah. to. Well, and I mean, for the people who think that it's all about getting high, like I, I'm sure that that's a piece of it, but I mean, I actually, um, I was up in Portland a while back and I, that was my, it was my first experience trying anything related to CBD. Um, and, and I, I think I ate a gummy and because, you know, weed is legal up there, um, they, they, they can put like higher concentrations of things in, in, in their products and stuff like that. And so, so I tried, like ate, ate a gummy and I was kind of expecting to get high. Like, I didn't really know what to expect, but I was like, I mean, this, 
this is a CBD gummy. I'll give it a shot. And I actually remember, like, I didn't really feel high, like, I, but I felt calm and I felt relaxed. And I had one of the better nights, like, I have insomnia yeah. pretty bad. And, like, and so I, I had a fantastic, and, you know, just felt like my body felt very loose and very nice, but I, I wasn't high. Like, I was fully cognizant and aware of everything that was going on around me, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, like I, I would kind of direct people's attention there and be like, you know, maybe it, it's not about getting high. It's about presenting your best self. Yes. You know? <laughs> and yeah. CBD, now that it's more mainstream and people really kind of understand it a little bit more, we don't get too many people thinking, oh, this is going to get me high. But yeah. one thing that we get asked a lot is, well, what is this going to make me feel like? Right. Yeah. And I what always, is it going to make you feel like? Well, this is, I will tell you. I, <laughs> people, it is not about what you feel, but what you don't feel. Just like you said, yeah. you were calm and you felt like your anxieties were gone. You were able to sleep. Much like taking a Tylenol, right? I mean, if you've got yeah. a pain in your shoulder, you take a Tylenol, you don't expect to have any psychoactivity. But 45 yeah. minutes later, you're like, okay, get back into the gym. Right. So, works very similar you take it there is no mental cloudiness there is not that high feeling you just get those therapies now on the other side of that is delta 9 thc which is what everybody associates with cannabis that's the yeah. cannabinoid found within the plant that is responsible for that psychotropic effect that high feeling that you get yeah. uh, which is a can be desirable but it can also be undesirable you know a lot of people will suffer from increased anxiety or increased paranoia when they use yeah. THC products. That's another thing we've heard is, you know, people who were like, I took a weed gummy and that was horrible. I didn't like it. I yeah. faced first at the restaurant. I mean, I've heard all kinds of things. Um, so as we start to research more into this plant, as regulations are lifted, as the red tape is being torn through, we can actually, you know, isolate these different cannabinoids see how they work within the body. That way you can use it as a therapy. If you don't want to get high when you use cannabis-based products or THC gummies, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> There's other cannabinoids that can help you and, and assist you with whatever it may be that you're you know working with. Um, we just recently started carrying a Delta-8 THC product, which for... What's that? <laughs> it's a little bit different than a Delta-9 THC. That's, you know, the very psychotropic compound. It's got a carbon molecule in a different area. And essentially what it does is it still provides you with all those therapeutic benefits, but it's a muted high. I call it diet weed. Okay. I, that's the best. I like that. I think that's a really, a really good way to express that. That's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> the about that is it actually comes from the hemp plant. So back in 2018, the farm bill was passed in that farm bill is what made hemp federally legal. The law says there has to be 0.3% Delta 9 THC or less for that to be considered a hemp plant, but all derivatives from the hemp plant are federally legal. So this Delta 8 molecule that they have been able to isolate from the hemp plant is legal. Yeah. So you can essentially get your diet weed, if you will, in states where you can't get Delta 9 THC. So you're able to have a, a different therapy and different option for people, uh, much like you would offer, you know, a sugar-free drink, if you will. 
that is the best way I can describe it. But I, lo I love that analogy because it definitely like, it explains it so well, I feel like. And, and you and I are going to have to talk about that further. Um, really quickly, though, though, I do want to take a pause and first of all, uh, acknowledge our episode sponsors, Fullscale, Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. We do love Fullscale. And Fullscale does another really cool thing uh, that I want to talk to you about. But we actually have a... A, an opportunity that you and I are working on together. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Startup Hustle TV? Oh, yes. I'm so excited for Startup Hustle. <laughs> Having to keep that secret was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it was hard, but I'm so glad we get to talk about it now. I mean, you really are just going to get a great inside look at what being a business owner is like. And yeah. uh, as DeCourcy likes to say, it's not all Lambos and Jets. Okay. Yep. A lot. Oh of man. I think I, so I actually just sent Matt a, a video and I cried. I totally cried last night when I was trying to talk about a situation that occurred. So, so the real stories of entrepreneurship, but I'm, I'm so excited to see those, uh, those episodes come out and know that you're a part of it. And yeah, I yeah. love seeing yeah. Casey Hemko, you know, videos yeah. come across my, my feed. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, so talk to me, talk to us about this. I, I'm really curious as to kind of what the, the legal landscape looks like when it comes to cannabis. You, I mean, you, you've referenced it a couple of times and I can imagine that it's inescapable, but you know, we have states that have very disparate laws um, around the dispensation of these products. So, so talk to us a little bit about that. Um, you know, I think you mentioned at one point, it's kind of the wild west in one area, and then there's like complete lockdown on other areas. So what does that look like, feel like, seem like to you in yeah. your business? I'll definitely t talk to you about how that is affects us from a business standpoint. Yeah. You know, as I said, the only difference between hemp and marijuana is this <laughs> ambiguous number of this 0.3% THC, right? The plants yeah. look exactly the same. You can grow flower off of a hemp plant that looks like a bud you would find in a dispensary. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty impossible to tell them apart, which is part of the problem um, when it comes to law enforcement and that whole arena. They don't know the difference. So instead of educating and actually understanding the plant and the various pieces of it, they just kind of shut everything down. Um, yeah. So for example, my company does not make THC-based products. Um, we have a broad spectrum product. The THC has been removed, but we are still kept from being able to market like a normal company. We cannot market uh, socially. We can't do ad marketing. We yeah. are limited in banking. Once again, federally legal product that we're selling, but you can't just go out and get a bank account like any other business. You have to jump through giant hoops. Um, our first week in business, our bank shut us down. It was horrible. So there's just all of these pieces to running a business that being an entrepreneur is hard. Being an entrepreneur in the yeah. cannabis space is damn near impossible. Every day regulations are changing. Every day somebody decides they're going to allow something or not allow something. Um, the states are constantly changing their laws. So not only do you have to look at the state you're in, but you have to look at each state as a whole. There are some states we can't ship products to. So if we have somebody ordering from those states, we have to call them and refund them and tell them, I'm sorry, we can't legally send you anything. Yeah, uh, It sucks. It absolutely sucks that we are so restricted and prohibited from being able to do business like everybody else. 
um, you know, the story of a one year in entrepreneur years is like seven years, right? As far as aging goes. Right. Well, that if you were in the cannabis industry, <laughs> it was intense. Um, but it, it's, I'm very hopeful to see things start to change, uh, especially from a federal standpoint. Marijuana is still federally illegal. The states that have chose to make it legal have done so without the federal government being involved. Now that there is a bit of a change up in Washington, you know, we're really hoping to see some, some federal limitations start being lifted. I, I'm very hopeful for that. And once that starts happening, I think this veil that just presides over the cannabis industry will lift. Um, you know, then you have the, the companies like the Facebooks and the Instagrams where we can't market currently. That'll yeah. start allowing people, you know, the federal government says it's okay. And now we can, we can start doing it. Well, that's really interesting because what you're talking about, I, I, I'm sure that there are going to be a lot of benefits. Like you're, you're going to be able to start marketing. You're going to have some of the restrictions in your business life lifted, but you're also probably going to start looking at more competition. Um, you know, as people kind of flood this, this new market that all of a sudden became more accessible. And so, so I'm curious because I, because I can't imagine what the licensing product or product process was like as you were trying to get licensed to sell this product like can you tell us a little bit about that there is no licensing process for cbd wait a minute are you kidding me look there's a reason why you can throw what? a aside and hit any cbd store it is a very low barrier entry um but that's also what makes it so dangerous yeah uh, you know my my product my company what i'm doing with my husband we come from a very good place <laughs> so yeah. we are putting out a a good product and we're doing it for the, the health and benefit of other people. That is not the case for everybody. Right. Um, people see this market and there's no process to get involved. So they're out there just trying to make money and they don't really care what they're selling you. You know, there's going to be that in every industry, right? Right. So yeah, no licensing for CBD. Cannabis, as far as marijuana, on the other hand, is a totally different story. Uh, we've got good friends out in San Diego. We're actually going to visit here pretty soon. Um, and I'm really excited for that footage for Startup Hustle TV. Because he has a grow out there. And every oh, year he awesome. has, yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, but, you know, when we were talking to him, every year he has to pay $200,000 in licensing fees just to have his grow. Yeah. So, again, you're at this one side of the spectrum is holy crap, the amount of money is insane just to run a business. And the other side is anybody can freaking do it. <laughs> That's crazy. And see, I, I never would have imagined that. I think I just kind of automatically assumed that you would have to go through a pretty rigorous process in order to get licensed to sell these products. That is that is fascinating. Yes. So so let's take it back a little bit to the kind of 10,000 foot view. Um, I love to do that here. But, but the fact is, you know, you were talking about federal restrictions potentially being lifted, um, how states have started to kind of one by one um, start to, to legalize a lot of different aspects of this kind of business. But it, maybe you know this statistic, I don't actually know it off the top of my head, but don't a majority of people want legalization? Like, oh, isn't that? 60%, yeah. Yeah, um, just like this huge percentage. And so, and it's interesting, I think I was watching like a comedian talking um, the other day and he was like, this is the only, situation where the people have called for a law to be repealed time and time again and and it worked like we just said for 40 years we want weed yeah <laughs> and then all of a sudden people people started listening and they were like well okay you know you you've been asking for a long time and it's like dad's just like here you go like now quit bugging me kind of deal <laughs> yeah um i mean 
that definitely is a piece to it. You know, it, it once you kind of dig into the cannabis industry and you realize that all the legal, the illegalization of it, if you will, the, de- the criminalization of it, it's all deeply seated in racism. Yeah. And people are waking up, you know, they're, they're starting I to read, which is, thank God, finally. Um, but that is a lot of where this came from is, yeah. uh, you know, the Mexican revolution and jazz McCarthy, wasn't it like really heavily related to like the illegalization was heavily related to like the McCarthy era or something like I think I remember reading that somewhere. Uh, William Hurst or, or Ainslinger, excuse me, he is the guy who was over the um, alcohol prohibition. Yeah. And when alcohol was legalized, it was kind of like, oh shit, we're going to lose our funding. We're going to need something else. Yeah. Uh, and that was when jazz really started kind of taking off. The Mexican Revolution had happened. So there were a ton of people, um, an influx from our lower borders coming into the United States. There was yeah. jazz and racist white people who didn't like black people in their awesome music. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, I mean, it is all very, very heavily influenced with why this happened. Um, yeah. It's just well, and so now, you know, society gets more and more woke. We're like, hey, there are these rules and laws that no longer serve us. And the fact is, like, I mean, and you talked about it earlier, but there are all of these really fantastic practical applications for the legalization of different products associated with this plant that has just been built up to like mythic proportions in our head. But like you're talking about construction, you're talking about paper, you're talking about clothing, you're talking about getting high whatever it is you have all of these practical applications yeah and And, once people kind of educate themselves on why it was illegal in the first place and realize like that is the that is horrible and then they're seeing all the things you can do with it i mean you could pave a road with hemp yeah one acre of hemp produces four times as much or i'm sorry it produces the exact same amount of paper as four acres of trees and it does it in fraction of the time. So we have, you know, the sustainability piece here as yeah. well. Plastics, fuels. Um, Henry Ford constructed a car out of hemp and the fuel it ran on. So, wow. I did not know that. I'm going to, I'm making a note to Google that later, just so you know, because I had no idea. That's awesome. Well, so, so, so talk to us about, let, let's get back to talking about the business of it. So what? <laughs> What is the dream? What is next for Casey Hempco? Like as this landscape is changing, you've kind of figured out your product and where you're going with it. But what does what does the way forward look like for you? Yeah, so I mean, the idea is just to kind of stay on top of what we're already doing. Um, yeah. Are starting to scale our business now, which is so hard and takes so much time, but it's been fun. Um, so right now we're working on kind of getting out of just the Kansas city area where most of our product is sold. We do sell to all 50 States or 48 of them. Um, but just kind of getting more on that national landscape and continuing to provide this high-end product. Um, we are moving forward with developing new products to help the user experience, um, using CB. Well, uh, so terpenes are a big part of the cannabis plant whenever you smell cannabis you're smelling a terpene right that that's okay um they are really pungent odor okay um lemons apples oranges lavender anything that you can think aromatic compounds that exist within plants or terpenes um they just have 
highly concentrated in the cannabis plant. And they help create that level of therapy that comes from the plant. So as a company, we're really going to start focusing on how we can expand on the effects of CBD. How can we improve on that? How can we increase the experience that someone has when they're taking products? So we, we, we've got some pretty good stuff in the works uh, and amazing. <laughs> soon, but you know, we're also heavily involved in advocacy here in the Kansas area. So we are in, we've got part of the Kansas Cannabis Coalition who they're in Topeka working with lawmakers and trying to get a bill on board. Once that happens and once that passes, definitely getting, getting into the other side of the business, that marijuana side is something that we also strongly feel uh, would be beneficial to us, but also yeah. to provide high quality patient access from a medical side as well. Okay. And so that that is awesome, by the way. And I, I'm feeling like very, yeah, like I want to stand up in my, my seat and cheer kind of deal. But But let's talk about let's talk about the business side again. I, I, I keep on like hopping around because what you're saying is just so interesting to me. So I keep following like little conversational threads. Um, but it, as for the business side, um, you know, you, we kind of talked about how there are all of these like organizations popping up that seek to serve only the cannabis industry. Um, so are you working with those? Are you finding those? Are you finding more resources as time goes on to help you in your business? Absolutely. Um, I mean, we are looking into marketing teams that specifically work on, you know, kind of getting around all of those issues that we run into with cannabis. Um, yeah. We haven't had to have any sort of like security on our business because we are on a bit of a different side. Um, but insurance, God, I mean, we are just getting completely... <laughs> annihilated by insurance companies. So uh, yeah. these ancillary businesses are starting to pop up. And the longer that the industry is in, the more educated they get, the more experience they have, the better our opportunities are as well. So yeah. I mean, just trying to get the ball rolling on a brand new industry, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's hard for everybody involved, but it's I so <laughs> Well, it's just, I mean, it's just so strange to me. Like you talk about the fact that you can't really advertise on Facebook and it's like, I think I read a statistic somewhere that something like 80% of people start their search for a product on Facebook, mm -hmm. uh, product or service. And so not being able to adver advertise in that venue, like it puts you at a serious disadvantage, but I imagine the advantage that you have is your product. Yeah. You know, not only do you have it a product that people find compelling, but you have a product that's extraordinarily useful, um, that people can easily integrate into their day-to-day -day lives. Um, you know, and you specifically, Casey Hempko, like you, you've talked repeatedly, and I've seen repeatedly that you are very committed to offering quality in that product, which is which is awesome. So, so if we have any listeners out there who are looking to get into cannabis like what would you tell them um you say don't like don't, don't say don't <laughs> uh, i mean honestly it, it just make sure that you're incredibly passionate about it because it will drive you up a wall um but yeah. go into it for the right reasons you know this is not about you it's not about you being able to get high it's about helping people and about developing a brand new industry that a lot of people have advocated for for a very, very long time. So yeah. you have the weight of people who've been pushing back on your shoulders. Do them well. Serve them proudly. Uh, make sure that you're just doing a clean, good job. Uh, but 
hire a business consultant because trying to navigate this web of stickiness is crazy. Yeah. It's totally worth it. And did, did, did you have a business consultant or anybody to help you along your way? No. Ah. no, we were totally flying by the seat of our pants. And, uh, I mean, like I said, we got shut down. Our, our, uh, our Facebook has been shut down. Our bank account was shut down. All of our assets were liquidated. Uh, I, I'm, we, it's, it's hard. Crazy to me. Yeah. It's hard, but worth it. I mean, like, I, I am conversely like horrified that that happened to you, but I'm also really proud that you're still here. Like way to go. Um, just absolutely. You're, you're incredible. Thank you. Um, so, so what is your, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it on a, a positive note, but what is your favorite thing about working in your industry? I have met some of the most fascinating people. Yeah. You can get a wide range of people that you're working with, but not only from a business side, but from a patient side. And, yeah. you know, like you said, those testimonies, that, that is everything. Uh, people getting on the backs of their Harleys after not being able to for 30 years, going up and down stairs, being painful. I mean, it's, it will make you want to cry when you, it's just these simple things that people can't do that you're providing them an opportunity to finally do again. So. That's the main, that just made me, that was a really happy making answer. Thank you, Heather. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, all right, I'm going to ask you, no, I'm not ready for the silly question yet. I'm going to ask you one more question. So, so in cannabis, um, what innovations, you kind of talked about some of the products that you're potentially coming out with. You've talked about some of the changes that are happening in the industry, but what innovations do you see happening five years, 10 years down the line? Like what, what does that look like? I mean, I think as more, the more we learn about these specific cannabinoids that exist within the plant and being able to isolate them and see how they respond within the body, that, that's going to be huge over yeah. five years from a cannabis, uh, you know, CBD, marijuana side, medically speaking, therapy. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of that, I think you're, you're going to start seeing homes pop up being built from hemp. Um, you're going to start seeing a lot more bioplastics, biofuels. The sustainability side is also wildly starting to grow. Uh, so there's there's two separate ways to get into the business. Yeah. Well, and I think I remember, like we've kind of, we've touched on this a little bit, but I think I remember like when, when cannabis and, and cannabis and hemp in particular first started coming to the public consciousness, I remember it was in around sustainability. Cause I remember hearing that statistic that you shared about paper, the fact mm -hmm. that you could make much more paper than you could with trees and hemp grows faster and it's less intrusive on the environment. And so it's this really fantastic solution um, but yeah, I, I just think that that's amazing. So, so one final question for you, Heather, um, tell me what, oh, what are you reading right now? Uh, I'm reading a book about terpenes. But I really love to read like smutty romance, mystery, thriller novels. Like those are my favorite huge that James. Fans. <laughs> I just don't get around to those as much anymore. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I have loved talking. I always love talking to you. I can't wait to see you, see you on a start of Hustle TV. And I can't wait to see what Casey Hempco has coming down the pipeline moving forward, because I know it's going to be great. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure, Lauren.
Absolutely. And thank you for sticking by to watch yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. We This episode was sponsored by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. And without them, none of this would be possible. Thank you so much for sticking by and listening, and we will catch you next time. See you later. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.